Thank you for joining me in the social sanctuary. As a digital marketing professional, I spend so much of my time online and the internet provides plenty of fantastic opportunities for us all, but it can also be draining. With so much noise, finding peace and time to reflect is more essential than ever before. Through inspirational conversations with key individuals, The Social Century invites you to take a closer look at important topics across the digital space, covering everything from cyberbullying to online influencers to how to get young people into work and the importance of mental health. Most importantly, The Social Century provides a break from the hustle and bustle of online life, giving us all a space to discuss the matters which really matter in the hectic modern world. Welcome back to The Social Century. Today I'm joined by Gareth Hoyle. Gareth works for a business called Marketing Signals, so he's got 15 years of experience in in digital marketing and has successfully helped businesses of all sizes to harness the power of their online platforms to drive growth, increase brand visibility and achieve their goals while also advocating for a healthy work-life balance through the four-day work week for his employees. Gareth, thanks for being on the show today. Could you tell the listeners a bit more about yourself and the work you do at Marketing Signals? Absolutely, and thank you for having me, Harvey. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast. As you pointed out, for the last 15 or so years, I've been running Marketing Signals. My official job title is Managing Director, but I tend to do whatever's needed, as a lot of us do in the smaller size agencies. In terms of what marketing signals do, uh, we just do search. So SEO, PPC, obviously the tenants that make up SEO, so link building, digital PR, content marketing. Uh, We also have our own tools that we provide for SEO professionals, whether you need to monitor your links, whether you need to audit lists of domains. Everything can be found on marketingsignals.com, to be honest. Um, So I'm sure people can go and check us out there. In terms of what my sort of day-to-day life looks like, that depends on what happens in the morning a lot of the time. <laughs> um, I, I work across all departments. I mainly focus on the front end, so sales. We don't have a sales team, so there is only really myself best qualified to do it on the basis that it's my money. So I also find that by... So there's a pro of pro and a con to me being the salesperson. The the massive pro for the customers is well, there's no miss selling. So I'm not looking at a short term view of trying to get some commission. I'm looking at a long term view, which is is this customer still going to be a customer in 12, 24 months time? The the con to this approach is I'm sure we are tethering the value of the agency in that not having a sales function does mean that it is still an owner-led and managed business. It's uh, something I've tried to do. Something I've tried to do numerous times over the years is is build a sales function. I just think I'm too nice, I think, to be a sales manager. I think you've got to be a bit (laughs) shouty and a bit too much of a stag, shall we say. Yeah. Um, So so we're doing what we're doing and it's working. So we're going to keep doing what we're doing but yeah that is in a nutshell marketing signals and i am 
I, I love what I do. So yeah, I'm going to keep doing it for, for a while anyway. Amazing. And yeah, one thing that became apparent to me as you were doing your introduction is uh, you care a lot about the team and their well-being. And the, the reason um, you came up when I was looking for guests was because you went viral last year, gaining over 20 million, million views on a LinkedIn post you did on the four-day work week and why you're implementing that for your own employees. So why do you think that got such a big response? Yeah, well, it actually got to over 38 and a half million views. Oh, wow. And um, if I'm honest with you, every now and again, I still see a share of it. So I was blown away, to be honest. It also ruined my LinkedIn profile. I've got so many connection requests now, and I'm sure there's some gold (laughs) amongst the mud. But I, um, I've just kind of given up. People can follow me, and and if I need to connect, then then I'll connect. But the yeah, it was absolutely crazy. And it was around about a year ago today, actually. So it's quite timely that we're doing this podcast now because I've almost got a year's worth of data of working on the on the four-day week. So I believe that the in terms of credibility, having 12 months worth of yeah. experience is certainly going to add to the credibility rather than this just being an idea we had last month. Whilst I've got no idea what made it go crazy, um, I'm assuming, <laughs> now, and again, I know we shouldn't assume, um, I'm assuming it was because I actually detailed how we're implementing it. So rather than just saying, we're doing a four-day week, we are marvellous, look at us, we actually stated, look, we've made team one and team two. We're doing four-day weeks, but it's staggered. So we've always got five days' worth of coverage. I think that also helped is that we actually do a 32-hour full-time week now. So eight hours per day, four days a week. So I've not made them, made them, made my teammates. That's very uh, impersonal to say that. <laughs> I've not made my teammates work longer days. I just, I just want eight hours of output from them a day and the the headline start of 32 hours i think that because i got a lot of coverage in america as well and i believe in america under employment law under 32 hours you're not classed as a full-time employee therefore your benefits like your health care and all the american-y type stuff that we take for granted is restricted so i think a lot of people maybe got a little bit of a bee in their bonnet that i was trying to do it to reduce my health care bill little did they know that my health care bill is nothing um so there's yeah. that and in terms of the the sort of overall workplace shift i mean we used to work six days a week And then Henry Ford decided that five days a week would be a better way of doing it. I still believe that five days of work in exchange for two days of not work isn't really a fair exchange of labor. I, especially in, now I understand that not every business could run a four day week and and we're lucky that what we do, because obviously you also offer digital marketing services, we are lucky that what we do is so measurable. And it was uh, an Austrian economist called Peter Drucker that came up with the statement, which is, if it's measurable, it's manageable. So 
I know what I expect as the output from a full-time week, a full-time week from my colleagues. So if they can do that in four days instead of five days, why wouldn't we take advantage of it and, and free up an extra 40, I think it's 45 extra days annual leave is the equivalent. So that just seems to be a better way of doing it. Now, I think there's a couple of things that, that help us. What yeah. we do, what we do is very process driven. I am a efficiency advocate as well as a four day working week. <laughs> I don't believe in wasting time. I mm-hmm. know that ten, 10 minutes a day equates to half a day a month. So if you can save that 10 minutes, you can get an extra half a day with your family or with your friends or doing whatever, playing Xbox in your pants, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. floats your boat. But the, we're also 100% remote. So I think that by removing a lot of the, shall we call them distractions that come from an office-based environment, we're able to say to our team that within, within reason, we don't actually mind which eight hours of the day that you work. So we have parents that are up at 6 a.m. anyway. So if they, if they choose to do a couple of hours, six till eight, they can then take off eight till 10, go and do the school run, go to the gym after the school run, and just try and start living life on your own terms, really, rather than being dictated to by an employer. Now, I know it sounds quite strange given that I am an employer and I'm saying this. I just try and build an environment and a culture where I'd want to work. Yeah. And that's what I, I do try and keep that at the, the forefront of my mind, really. But the, I mean, yeah, the, the original question, what made it go crazy? I think just timing and the fact that I, I actually detailed how we're going to implement it. And I mean, my team get every other weekend is a four day weekend. I know um, my head of PR, Max, he just took a four day weekend in Barcelona that required no annual leave. Like, that's amazing. The, mm-hmm. One of my um, managers, Harry, he is learning new skills on his extra day off. So it just, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. And, in, 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 you know, we're so measurable, we're so managed that if you can do it, why why wouldn't you do it? Exactly. And I think so many people have spoken about this four-day work week, but then maybe giving it a go and not, not really thought about how to do it properly or said that they're implementing it and then never really got round to it. So I think, like you said, the difference with you was that detailing how you were going to do it, I think that's quite rare. And to have such um, a positive outlook on wanting to create a better work-life balance, especially in an agency sort of setting, I think that's quite rare as well. Um, but you must have seen a lot of benefits from the team, like you just mentioned there with what people are doing with the time that they've got back. Uh, have you seen any other benefits in terms of um, being able to support the um, your employees, um, especially during the, the cost of living crisis, if that's come into it? Um, what sort of feedback have you had? Yeah, I mean, the... As you quite rightly said, it's it's about balance. 
months. Like the the five days on for two days off just doesn't cut the mustard with me. I just don't believe. I'm a parent. I'm a fifty um, percent single parent. So obviously mm-hmm. they live with my ex-wife half the week. They're with me half the week. If I was tied to my desk or in an office between the hours of nine and five, Monday to Friday, I don't know how I would handle the challenges that life throws at me. So one of the catalysts for us starting the four-day week journey was one of our developers, Jack, was really struggling to find childcare with a reasonable price close to where he lives in Leeds. So it turned out that many places were offering almost like part-time places for children, but not many were offering five days a week coverage. So when Jack crunched the numbers, he came to us with data. Everything is measured. Everything is managed. He came to us with data and said, guys, I believe that if I stop working on a Thursday... Now, Jack is a team of one, so it was quite easy for us to just choose a day of the week that he doesn't work. The the two teams are more for our client-facing functions, really. So Jack came to us and said, look, I believe I can do the same output that I'm giving you over five days, but in four days, and this is going to save me X. So now on a Thursday, Jack has his... Um, children or his child at home with him and Jack gets to spend the day in the week with his son which as again as a father of two is is precious time and they grow up quick so if Jack can get to spend more more of the formative years of his children's life with them and engaging with them and building bonds with them then that just seems like a really good thing to do, really. Um, I think also the fact that I'm so process obsessed really <laughs> helps us. Like the, although we are creatives and we have to, we are creative first search agency, if you like. You can't force creativity. The the listeners can't see it, but there's a, a sofa behind me. I see. Yeah. I, I regular. I will regularly take a nap in the middle of the workday. I will regularly stop and stare into space thinking of ideas that I can do for myself, my own businesses, or my customers. So I think having the freedom to to come and go as you please over those four days, over those eight hours a day for the four days, it just really frees up the sort of creative juices that, mm-hmm. that are often... F- forced upon you when you're in an office environment yeah so i agree it's um yeah i think the 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 cost of living stuff i mean again because we're remote people don't need to commute anyway but i guess if you were hybrid then you know i live 10 miles south of manchester city center it would cost me 10 pounds a day to get into manchester on the train it would cost me more than that to drive and park so there is um, an argument that you've got one day left of, of work expenses. But I just believe that having, to be honest with you, having a proper break from work. Like a lot of the time, if you're working Monday to Friday, Friday night, you go, might go for some uh, activities after work, whether they're 
pub based or uh, indoor golf based or whatever, yeah. throwing based, whatever mm-hmm. we all get up to these days. <laughs> um, before you know it, it's Saturday and you're, and you're cleaning your house or whatever everyone's doing on a Saturday morning these days. Then Saturday, you might go out for some dinner. It's Sunday, you go and see your family. Then you're Monday. back, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like it just doesn't seem like you get a break. Whereas I think that, and the key is the Thursday handover, by the way. Like you can close your laptop on a Thursday at, at half past five, five o'clock, depends what time you started work. You don't need to open it again till Tuesday. Now that to me, twice a month, is an actual reset for your brain. And it makes, you know, we're, we're currently in a mental health and stress awareness month in, in April. I'm sure the podcast may go out in May, but we're recording it in. It just seems like in what we do, we are always on. Like Slack never stops pinging. We have clients in LA, we have clients in Sydney, we have clients in London. The, the the notifications are non-stop. So I think sometimes just closing your brain to work for four days, twice a month, can only be beneficial. And and I can say it with confidence that it is beneficial because I've seen, I see it in my team. We're a team of 20. So we're not a massive organization, which probably made it easier for us to implement the four-day week. But the I can see it in the I can see it in the output. I can see it in the smiles that I see on Zoom and, and on Google Hangout, Meet, whatever it's called this week. But the yeah, I think the it's just the right thing to do in what in, in our business. Again, I will caveat everything with I dare say if you are working in customer services, you have to be there. If you have a shop you have to be, you know, you can't just close the shop on a Friday. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if you were to if you were to man the restaurant with 50% of the staff on a Friday, I'm sure people will choose a different place to eat because yeah, the service absolutely. will be slow. So mm-hmm. I I do fully get that this is the right industry to implement stuff like this, but that's also not my fault. So, you know, the, <laughs> True. I'm, just taking yeah. advantage, I'm, I'm taking advantage of the the, mm-hmm. the card the hand I was playing. Harvey Morton Digital offers a spectacular range of digital marketing services, including social media management, website design, and influencer marketing. Modern companies need smart solutions for their digital problems, and as the 2018 Ipsy National Young Freelancer of the Year, Harvey knows great digital with an excellent trust pilot score. Get in touch with Harvey today at his website, harveymorton.digital, to take your online presence to the next level. I think any negativity that you might have experienced from sharing what you were doing, it's just brought up from people probably not being used to the idea and it being so alien to them. But I think what you said about working in an office earlier, that you don't really get a chance to take that break in the day. You know, when I've been in office environments before, you go on your lunch and you might get people coming up to you asking you about stuff for that later that afternoon. And and it's just like you said, doing a, um, a fully hybrid model is really important for you to be able to step away. One thing I found interesting, you said about the constant notifications and you've got clients 
all over the world. How do you switch off, as, especially as a managing director, when you're getting the constant notifications? Because I know I'm the same, and it, it is hard to not just be glued to your phone all the time. It, it is hard not to be glued from, to your phone. I mean, social is where my audience is. I could never delete um, LinkedIn. I could never delete Twitter. I could never delete Facebook. Luckily for, and my son is glad of this, I don't have a Snap account, so I don't need to worry about that one. When that LinkedIn post went crazy, that's when I started turning off notifications on my phone from all social networks. The I'm a little bit OCD, and when I see an app with a number on it, I have to look because it's just got my attention. I'm the I'm same, not, yeah. <laughs> I can't be the only person in the world that, that feels this way. Um, but I, I would be constantly checking and now I can't see them. I don't know they're there. And guess what? Nothing bad's ever happened. No. So all this obsession around like, right, I need to get back to them straight away. It's not, I mean, you could argue that the LinkedIn algorithm will reward you for quick responses and, and getting some traction. But really when you're looking at things holistically, that it doesn't matter if I, if you know, if you don't get back to that comment till four hours later or 40 hours later, I'm sure life's going to be fine and the world's going to keep spinning. It's amazing how quickly you can train your brain. Like I, I, I no longer, it's not that I don't care. So this will probably sound wrong. I no longer yeah. care how many notifications I've got on Facebook or LinkedIn because I've trained my brain not to look. I'll still probably log in and, I'm sure my my phone will tell me how many times I open LinkedIn a day, and I probably don't want to look, if I'm honest. <laughs> but the, no. you can train your brain not to be obsessed with it. I try and do times when I don't have my phone. So I, or whilst I have a phone charger by the, on my bedside table, I'm trying to leave it across the room. So I, don't, I have to get out of bed to go and get my yeah. phone in the morning. And that that limits me. I'm not saying that I don't get out of bed and go and get my phone, but the it just it at least gives you that is it maybe like a fifteen to twenty minute period to wake up without straight away having that bright light in your face. Yeah. I also when I go walking or when I go to the gym, I don't take my phone with me. Now I still consume because I can save podcasts to my watch so i'll still take my um headphones and i'll still take my watch with me but i don't have and i can put my watch in do not disturb and yeah. i can still listen i can still get my uh eye of the tiger while i'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to do my workout um, and i can still listen to um the social sanctuary whilst i'm taking a walk yeah. around the park but it just means that i'm not I mean, I see people in the gym next to me that are They're sat looking. there looking at their yeah. emails. It's like, guys, just, just, you're at the gym for your mental health. Like in what we do, it's mentally draining. The way I balance the mental drain is some physical drain by making myself physically tired. What I don't need in the middle of that is to then introduce the mental drain again. So... You probably don't want to know what my screen time stats are because I probably don't want to know what they are. But I'd imagine they're a good few hours a day on my phone. 
Yeah. Um, but there are, I mean, I, I time limit my kids. So my, my son is 11. He has a TikTok account and all that jazz. He's only allowed on TikTok for an hour a day, which I think is more than enough on, um, well, he's at school for six hours. He's asleep for 10 hours. So we've only got (laughs) a small amount of time. And so the fact that I time limit my kids, the fact that I think it was Steve Jobs or Bill Gates or someone said that they don't let their kids have social media. I mean, that's, that's quite telling. Their customers aren't on social media, though, I suppose, or their their, their job doesn't involve social no. so much. But I, um, yeah, I do believe that we should be tethering the time on our phones. And on a Thursday, I have a date night. So I don't have my kids. My girlfriend doesn't have her kids. We go out and we try. And again, it's not always possible. We try and leave our phones at home mm-hmm. and just go and have a, just go, you know what, go and have a conversation with each other. It's uh, yeah. I su- I suggest we all try it more. It's it's wonderful to talk. Um, the downside to that is sometimes you don't know the answer to something, and you haven't got your phone. On you, you can't to find quickly out. doodle it. Yeah, you can't <laughs> just find out. But you know that starts healthy conversation, which starts to use a different side of your brain. Yeah, definitely. You actually get you thinking a bit more. Like this is all all good stuff for your grey matter, really. So. Yeah, I think my relationship with social media is non-problematic, but I think it could be. I think it could be better, and it's something. It's something that I'm actively working on. Yeah, and I think there's loads of great stuff you've said there that anyone can take away with them um, and try to implement. Step away from the screen a bit more. Um, just going back to the four-day work week, did you have any friction when you were trying to implement that, apart from all the, the negativity you got on LinkedIn? Did you have any friction in your own organisation when trying to work out the best way on how to do that, or was it all relatively straightforward because you had that data there? The, I mean, it, was, it wasn't without challenge we have um so we have 20 full-time employees we have one part-time employee that does two days and we have one full-time contractor so um full-time employees shifted onto the four-day work week everything is fine part-time employee well what do i get well nothing because you're a part-time employee you'll still do your two days a week if you wish to become a full-time employee, then you can move on to the four-day work pattern. But as it stands, you, you get paid for 16 hours and we get 16 hours of output. So that was yeah. a teeny tiny bit of friction. Um, our full-time contractor, who is paid a day rate independent of our payroll, she asked, well, what happens to me? well, you're a contractor, so you can work four days a week, but you only get paid four days a week. So there's, you know, there is that mm. differential between an employee yeah. and a contractor that, 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 that she had to take into account. The only other real friction that we came across is where we're trying to merge our new system with, with the traditional old systems. So one thing that cropped up straight away was bank holidays. So, because we get Mondays off on your long weekend week, mm-hmm. what happens if it falls on a bank holiday? 
Well, my approach to this was, well, tough. Like, if you're off already and it's a bank holiday, well, you're still off. If you're supposed to be in and it's a bank holiday, well, you're off. And we modelled it over three years, probably didn't take into account the Queen was going to die yeah, and then and there was the going to be extra bank holiday. <laughs> yeah, but like, let's remove, yeah. let's remove these one-off mm. like events and let's go off the fact, I think we get six, six or seven bank holidays in the UK. Two of them are at Christmas and New Year, where we're closed anyway. So that, that was removed. So we modelled it over three years and I think there was one day difference between the two teams. Um, my approach to that was, are you kidding me? We're talking about giving you an extra 45 days off a year and you're complaining to me about one bank holiday. My advice would be to go and find somewhere where you can work five days a week and you can have your six bank holidays a year. Yeah. Not a problem. So again, it's like old systems to new systems. We reduced people's annual leave from 20 days. So we get bank holidays, we get Christmas, we get your birthday, you get your honeymoon. There's loads of Mm. sort of perks. But in theory, because we work a four-day week, you only get 16 days annual leave, not 20. Now, it's still the four weeks, but I think people were focusing too much on that headline figure rather than thinking about it for five, ten seconds and realising, oh, yeah, I still get my four weeks plus bank holidays plus everything else. So, again, I think it's that old system versus new system that we're trying to And just everyone adjusting to that, yeah. Yeah, we had one client that was not over the moon as she felt she was going to be uh, underserviced. But to be honest with you, we've not heard back from her. Well, we haven't no. heard back from her. We've not, we, we've not heard <laughs> yeah. back from her in <laughs> a negative way. That's always the way, yeah. Always the way. So I think once they, once they realise that the work is still getting done to the same standard, I mean, the, it helps that we've got at least two people that can do every role. So if you're off, if, for example, Harvey, you were off on Friday, yeah. well, your Thursday handover would have got me up to speed. So we only have 20 clients as well. So we're not, we don't have like hundreds of customers and, and each one has its own quirks and, and, and it's a, an administrative task just to know who needs what and when. I see, so yeah. that makes it easier. So I'm very much a believer in that I measure on output, not attendance. So if I I know what I expect from a colleague in, in a working yeah. week, if they can get it done in four days, even when we were working five days, my approach wouldn't be, well, you owe me 20% more effort. My approach would be well done. What productivity hacks can you share with your colleagues so that we can all get a little bit more efficient? Yeah, to and get that same output. Yeah, and I think that's where my uh, management style is probably different to, uh, to hopefully not to too many others, but I know I've, I've certainly worked for people in the past that would not, it, it just wouldn't have flown for them. The, you know, the staying in the office till 7pm because you feel that it makes you work harder just makes you look like a fool to me because mm-hmm. there's a loving family or friends Waiting, or yeah. Net, or Netflix subscription, waiting at <laughs> home. 
yet you you feel the need to to stay in work the it just doesn't it doesn't fly with me and and I appreciate that I'm sort of uh, let's say still early 40s and I'm at a different stage in my career to someone that's say mid 20s and just starting out and they're still uh, eager beavers to climb that corporate mm-hmm. ladder we certainly still see progression within our own team because they're measured on output not attendance and that mm-hmm. is one of the, 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 the key tenants to how I run my business is, or how I run my teams, is that I don't want you wasting time. Just get your work done and go home or shut your mm-hmm. laptop because you're already at home. So, yeah. yeah, they're the sort of challenges that we've come across anyway. I think that's really inspiring and I think it'll start a lot of conversations as well. And your organisation's been through a lot of change with implementing the four-day week. Um, but where do you see yourself in five years' time? Uh, well, six months ago, we didn't have chat GPT, did we? So that's how fast no. things are moving in our industry. <laughs> um, I, where will I be in five years' time? Well, hopefully still sat in this chair. Um, mm-hmm. I'm 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 happy with where I'm at. I hope I'm still leading the way as a as a um, as one of my former lecturers described me as a visionary digital leader. Um, <laughs> I know I kind of cringe saying that, but I, I I said it I said it for you, Alex. I hope that my alumni are still succeeding as much as ever. So, like, I don't expect my team to work for me forever. I really love it when they leave and go onwards and upwards. So we've taken people from apprenticeship level that are now um, team leaders at, at other agencies. We've also had people from apprenticeship level that are team leaders at this agency. We've had um, people that have come in as PPC execs that are now account directors at big network agencies. So I get a real buzz off, off, off bringing other people up with me, really. It's... it's um, I can't do this without the team around me. They can't do this without my, hopefully, visionary leadership. Um, (laughs) So um, I just get a kick out of the success of others. So I want to do more of that, really. I'm also, from a personal perspective, I think I'm also probably ready for a bigger challenge myself. So my agency is only ever going to get so big with just me and Helm. And maybe it's time to start getting ourselves set up for acquisition, whether that's us buying or us being bought. I don't necessarily mind, but I do believe that where my own personal development roadmap is taking me is that it would be to work amongst other leaders, really, and in a, in a bigger organisation with different challenges that maybe I've, I've, I've touched upon in my leadership of marketing signals. But we're, like I say, we're, we're 20 people. If I was working in an organization with 100 people, that's going to bring different benefits, but also different challenges. Sometimes I get incredibly frustrated that we're not big enough to do the things that I want to do, whether that's team training, whether that's having someone that just sorts out work social events rather than it just being us that have got to try and do it while we're doing our job. But the, um, yeah, I think getting myself set up for acquisition, getting myself set up for that bigger challenge, 
but also not losing sight of what I really enjoy, which is training people, pushing people, empowering them to, to be better marketeers, better leaders, better managers. And I try and do that by leading from the front. So if I was still sat in this chair in five years' time, I, I wouldn't see that as failure. I'm, no. not sure I'd, I'm not sure I'd consider it a resounding success, given I've just said I think it's about time we set ourselves up for <laughs> acquisition. But the yeah, I think the just keep doing what we're doing and just keep keep pushing and bringing people on and mm-hmm. and watching them succeed in their own careers. Really amazing. Yeah. So you said as well that you like to, um, I suppose, um, see people to grow with you. Do you think that comes from like an earlier experience? What advice would you give to your thirteen-year-old self? Yeah. Well, when. Um... When I thought about this question, I thought there's about 101 answers I could give here, but I'll give the uh, I'll give the the company friendly one. So I would say that you will find a way to harness your ADHD fueled superpowers. It's just not been invented yet. So when I was 13, it was 1993, 1994. Mm-hmm. The internet wasn't really around. Uh, No. I was struggling at school because nobody really understood the cognitive mechanisms that were going on in my brain. And and it was like, we used to to say that maybe he's had too many E-numbers or too much sugar and things like this. Whereas (laughs) really, I think there's there's a greater understanding now of... um, what's actually going on between our ears. So Mm -hmm. I would, um, yeah, I would say that there is, you will find a way to harness your superpowers. It's just not been invented yet. So stay out of trouble, work hard. And most importantly for me, learn something new every day if you can, because the more knowledge you have in here, the more value that you can add in all aspects of your life. That's brilliant advice. Thanks, Gareth. And where can people find out more about you? I'll leave your links in the show notes as well. Perfect. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I am on uh, Twitter, uh, at Search Magician. I am probably most active on LinkedIn, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So um, you'll find me, Gareth Hoyle. Uh, I also, I'm of the age where I still use Facebook. So yeah, come and yeah. connect, me, connect with me on um on any social platforms. Alternatively, head to marketingsignals.com, drop me an email. I'm always happy to to have a chat because when I was starting out on this journey, people spared me their time. So mm-hmm. it's only fair that, that the circle completes. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to share my time with people starting out. Thanks so much. It's been a great conversation and fantastic to have you on the show as well. My pleasure. Thanks, Harvey. Thank you so much for joining me in the social sanctuary today. I hope you leave feeling inspired and uplifted by that great conversation. You can find out more about today's guest in the show notes. And also, you can support the show by buying me a coffee using the link in the description. If there's a guest you would like me to invite on to the next episode... Drop me an email, info at harveymorton.com, or if you have any feedback, I'd absolutely love to hear from you. I'll see you for the next one. Thanks for listening.